Hop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast. There are podcasts now that are done by AI. You can actually write out, type out everything that you want to say in, in a script format, and then upload it to uh, subscription services that provide uh, AI voice. Choose the kind of voice you want it to be, and then upload that, and that's your podcast. That's that's uh, like one of the newest trends in podcasting. That and a billion podcasts that are new coming out every day. And that's fine. I don't judge it. I think to each their own. I encourage people to start podcasts. Whenever someone asks me, I say, just do it. Oh, there's millions of who's going to hear it. I Look, I still do it. I do mine the old-fashioned way. There were no podcast services when I started. I had to make my own feed, use more expensive software than is available now, all that stuff. And I don't get preferential treatment. I'm not grandfathered into more listeners just because I've been doing it a long time. I mean, I have th those of you who are subscribed and are still here. Thank you. Yes, I don't have to worry about getting my first subscriber or my first mention on Reddit or whatever. So that I, yes, I do have that. But, you know, all you have to do is start one and you can have that even if you want to use an AI. But I will tell you this. That woman that you heard just now introduce me. Not an AI. A real woman and always right. I am William Clear. This is Pop Talk and Aliens and it is a podcast. And it has been a long time. It's been a few months since I did an episode. And uh, part of that was intentional and part of it was not intentional. The intentional part, by the way, this episode is going to be about Skinwalker Ranch, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, the, the History Channel TV show. We're going to talk about it from, from two different angles. And I will begin that in just a moment. Just want to let you know, if, you, you know, if you're someone who listens to this regularly. And again, thank you if you, if you do. I, uh, the last episode I did was the Halloween episode of 2023. And then I was not going to do an episode in November because busy at work and my birthday, Thanksgiving. Had nothing planned for that, but I did have two Christmas episodes planned. Two. And I got COVID right in the middle of December. Right when I was about to do them, I got COVID, laid me out. I was able to spend Christmas with my family, thankfully. But, uh, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. It was, look, I, I'm, I can't complain. I'm still here. Everything's fine. But it did take, it took a while for like my voice to get back into shape and everything. And so it was like well into January and I, I, the Christmas episodes, obviously we'll have to wait. But the other episode I wanted to do right away was Skinwalker Ranch. And so here we are. Just before I start, I want to let you know that Pop Talking Aliens is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the world's leading provider of audiobooks. Yes, there are other services that are now offering audiobooks, but none, none reach the heights of the quality of Audible. Audible not only has over 200,000 titles, they have their own original Audible audiobooks, Audible audio dramas, uh, with amazing production quality, everything you can think of under the sun. And you can try it for free for a month with a free audiobook 
on us, on Pop Talk and Aliens, go to this special link, audibletrial.com slash Aliens. That's audibletrial.com slash Aliens. 30 days free, get an audiobook. There's no, uh, you know, weird, uh, it's not edited or anything like that. You just, you listen to the whole thing. You can download the audiobook so that you can take it on your hike, on your long drive to Skinwalker Ranch where there's no reception. I'm, I'm sure there's reception, but you know what I mean. Long drive, stuff like that. Download it to your phone, your tablet, your computer, your digital device, and enjoy. Audibletrial.com slash pop talk and aliens. Uh, please follow us on Instagram. Well, yeah, please, if you want to, follow us on Instagram at pop talk and aliens. Uh, YouTube is youtube.com slash at pop talk and aliens. Yep, at symbol in the uh, name. And if you're watching on YouTube, eh, maybe like, subscribe if, if, if you enjoy this. We appreciate it. All right, let's get, let's get into this. Skinwalker Ranch, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. Recently, they finished their fourth season. I believe the fifth season is not that far away. And as the show has rolled on through four seasons, there, there have begun to surface some criticisms, some questioning of the show, of its, let's not say that it's fake, but that there are embellishments. And there has been some chatter about the fact that the, uh, the fellas, as I like to call them from Skinwalker Ranch, have a subscription-based website. Like there's a members-only Skinwalker Ranch website that you can subscribe to and you get all this bonus content and everything, but it costs like 12 bucks a month. I, and I will get into this later in the show, for your benefit, ladies and gentlemen, uh, signed up for a month of the Skinwalker Ranch. I even got uh, right here in my uh, vile clutches, my membership card, exclusive member. William Clear, and a brochure, your guide to high strangeness. Welcome. Your membership materials are enclosed. We'll get into that uh, in a bit. But first, I want to talk about the show. And I will uh, talk from both sides of my mouth. I will, as I try to do on the show, I, I'm, I'm going to give you both sides. So I will play lawyer, as they say, for the prosecution of the show being a, a total sham. It's not, nobody thinks it's a total sham, but you know what I mean. Versus uh, science, integrity, the real McCoy. I will, I will litigate that on this show. I will be the prosecution. I will be the defense. I will be the judge. I will be the jury. I will be the bailiff. I will be the court reporter. And it will all happen right here. The judgment at the end of I will not be the judge. Or you'll be the judge and jury. I, I will let you decide. But I, I will litigate both sides right here. And let me just start on the, uh, on, the, on the bad side of things by saying this. There's a lot of shit on the History Channel, right? We, we know that. If you watch that channel, you know that there, there's a lot of bullshit. And like, take Pawn Stars, for example. I, I use that example because... That show for a while for me was like a, just a guilty pleasure. Like I loved watching it. Uh, something about it just was 
like very comforting and appealing to me. But I, I remember this one episode happened where, where they got a, you know, I, if you've seen Pawn Stars, it's like, you know, what you would think it is. It's a reality show. It's pawn, pawn shop in Las Vegas. People bring stuff in and they haggle over about what it, what it's worth and what they're going to sell it for. And, and sometimes they bring in an expert to analyze it, make sure it's the real thing and then tell you what it would go for an auction. And then they offer half of that. You know, cause they got to make a profit too, but it's, it's fun. It's a fun show. And, and I'm sure it is real to a great extent. However, there was an episode where they got a rare Bob Dylan record and bought it from this guy for whatever. And then we're like, oh, you know, Bob Dylan's playing in town this weekend. And they sent off one of their employees to go find Bob Dylan and have him sign the record. And guess what happens at the end of the episode? Bob Dylan is just walking down the street and the dude finds him and he signs it. It was, uh, it was later confessed or revealed or whatever. That, that was indeed staged. That they got a hold of Bob Dylan's people and they said, hey, can you do this thing? He's like, hey, whatever. Because Bob Dylan's not walking around the streets of Las Vegas, unrecognized, unmolested. I mean, hopefully unmolested, but you know what I mean. There were a lot of other things about that show that came out where it was like, yeah, I mean, they, this guy did sell this thing, but it was arranged that he was going to come in, this and that, that kind of stuff. There's also, you know, ancient aliens where you can say whatever you want as long as you preface it with, according to ancient astronaut theorists, and then just let fly whatever you want. Any wild theory about aliens can be stated on that show by a very serious voice, provided he fires off with, according to ancient astronaut theorists. So a precedent has been set on History Channel for, you know, uh, some uh, wiggle room in terms of authenticity. So that, when Skinwalker Ranch came out, I think there was a lot of the feedback was like, this, this is like real stuff. You know, this isn't staged. This is just, this is real stuff. We all know, those of us who are into the UFOs and shit, that Skinwalker Ranch has been around forever and it's always had the reputation of all this, this crazy stuff happening on it. But we're now in season four, and there have been some criticisms. One of them being that the show, that this season in particular, was just very slow and very padded. That it wasn't the sort of, just one thing after another as the first couple seasons were. And then season three was a little bit slower. And then this one, people are saying, like, oh, dude, they're just padding it. Like, nothing's happening. It's taken this forever to happen. It's taken that forever to happen. I agree with that, but I'm going to say this, and now I will defend. I do believe that the fact that this season, if you if you watched it, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, I'll, I'll talk you through it a little bit, but I'm not going to like go episode by episode. But not as much happens at the rate that it happened in previous seasons because they have eliminated a lot of things through the scientific process within the first three seasons. So it's not as much a game of discovering 
all these different corners of the ranch and oh my god over here there it, it's there's radiation over here there's ghosts over here the temperature changes all the time and then in this triangle area which is like the primary area of investigation at this point in the show that and the mesa which contains something those are the basic like that, that's kind of what they've narrowed their investigation down to they know that there's radiation in certain parts that certain people react to and other people don't. They know that the temperature changes in certain parts. They've kind of analyzed that. They've done experiments on it, and that hasn't really gotten anywhere. But where the real shit goes down is in this triangle area. It's just like a, they call it that because it just looks like that from the air, the geography. And the big mesa that encompasses or you know surrounds the ranch to some extent there's something inside there and they've been fucking drilling for this thing past couple of seasons and every time they do they hit something and when they hit that thing the drill will not go any further and they pull it out and it's got like uh this crust of material that is similar to the kind of stuff that they use on space shuttles. And uh, they, they have it analyzed and it's like, you know, it's not that it's, oh, this is not of this world, but it's like, yeah, this is, these, these are really interesting compounds. These, these are not, uh, these are not common. Where did you get this? Well, inside this Mesa. Well, what is it? Well, we don't fucking know. So they tried drilling in previous seasons uh, straight from the ground directly into the Mesa. And they've, they've, they did this experiment where they poured water into it to see where it would come out. Couldn't couldn't uh, figure out what was in there based on that. So in the season four, they they decide, well, let's we need to drill down from the top, and they can only do this kind of work like when the weather's good because it's in Utah and it's like out in the desert. So there's, there's you know shitty winters out there. So they have to do this show like within a few months every year. So in this one, we're going to drill from the top of the mesa, and they have to get this massive drill up there, and then this guy who's an expert, and by the way, also in the defense of Skinwalker Ranch, the, the secret of. The, the people that they get that are the experts are experts. They are the leading people in their field. I, I have looked up these people's resumes. They, they are incredible. Like they bring this drone company out all the time in this season. And I looked up the, the drone company as I've looked up all the experts that have been on the show. They are the top dog in drone shows and like massive amounts of drones in synchronization. They actually do like the, uh, the White House's uh, 4th of July spectacular. They have thousands or hundreds of choreographed drones that you know, change colors and they look like fireworks. It's, it's incredible. So it's, it, they're not just bringing out like the shithead with a drone. So the drill guy, he is again, top of the top of his field and he's drilling downwards into the Mesa with this, the finest drill in all the lands, right? It's massive. It's hooked up to all this stuff. He's drilling down. Now it takes like two episodes for him, he starts in the beginning, and then it's like two episodes later that they get back to him. 
And people were like, oh, there's, you know, stretching it out with the drill thing. But in reality, it, it literally took this guy a month to drill down to the point in the mesa where he also hit whatever this thing is that's inside it. And to me, whilst that may be, uh, seem like they're stretching it out, it's like, well, it's really, it's just the scientific process of the fact that that's how long it took this guy. And it's not like nothing happens in the other episodes. They're not just sitting in a room waiting for the drill guy. They're, they're, they're doing other things. And then they come back and they're like, all right, what's up with the, you know, what'd you find? And he was like, it's the same thing. This drill goes down into the mesa and at a certain point it hits something. And he has to pull it back up because it will not go any further. And it, the, the, like the amount of pressure that this drill is exerting into this mesa is ridiculous. And the fact that it hits something at the pressure that it is drilling, it would it would wreck your drill bit. It would it would just destroy it to the smithereens. But then when they pull it out, it's fine. So it's like it's a force field or something, or it's made of some bizarre material that <laughs> this massive drill can just keep running into and keep spinning on. But the th it's not chipping it. It's not like dulling it. It's not fucking it up. It's just it's. It's fine, but they, they don't get to the thing. Can't, they can't see it. They do look like they get into some crevices and cracks and stuff, and they see like weird red material and things like that, but they can't identify it. It's, it's, not, it, it's not indicative of what might be in there. So it's very mysterious. And some people get pissed off by the fact that they don't, why don't they just blow the fucking Mesa up? Why don't they just use TNT? and blow a hole in that thing because enough fair fair question the answer is a there it, the uh, the ranch is on like tribal it's not tribal land obviously because brandon fugel owns the ranch but it's like it's like sacred ground and there's also and and the, you know the community that lives in that area is largely native american and you, you know you don't want to just be blowing up their shit but even if you're like well i don't care how they feel i care about how i feel and i want to see what's in there well the other issue is that <laughs> it could there could be massive amounts of radiation in there they don't know what this thing is and there have been in previous seasons experiences with certain people uh thomas winterton who's like one of the the, the ranch like manager he gets uh like fucked up sometimes when they start digging and when they start doing anything to the mesa it like a his head it, like it had an enlargement in his skull and there's other times where he's had to leave the ranch completely because he starts to feel these weird symptoms they show like the x-rays from the hospital and everything do you do you think that that's fake maybe i okay fair enough I, I don't think that's fake, but again, you know, it, it is History Channel and, and maybe, maybe it's Bob Dylan's x-ray. You know, quick detour, there, there is an old joke that I came up with, and I'm sure a million other people came up with. There's no new jokes under the sun. As a matter of fact, there's a story that I, I will not, I will reserve for after, at the end of the show, after we've talked about Skinwalker Ranch that illustrates this in great detail that, that happened to me. But I will save that for later. I'll just tell you the history, uh, the history Channel joke right now, which is 
A, a guy walks into his roommate's room and he says, what are you watching? And the guy says, I'm watching History Channel. The guy says, oh, is it the pyramids, Hitler's? <laughs> is it the pyramids, Hitler, or UFOs? And the guy says, it, it's all three. Because those are the big heavy hitters for the History Channel these days. World War II documentaries and stuff. Eh, I mean, yeah, if it's Hitler, but yeah, Hitler, the UFOs, the, the pyramids, ancient aliens, you put them all together. And Skinwalker Ranch, no exception. It's, it's right there in the wheelhouse of aliens. No Hitler, as far as we know yet. Maybe he's in the Mesa. Maybe that's the whole thing. Anyway, getting, getting back to it. And, I, and I, I'll tell you the joke story at the end. Don't want to derail us any more than I just have. Anyway, getting back to the experts and everything that, that come into the ranch and, and do their thing. There's one of them, and, and I'll get into sort of what this guy's equipment discovered. He has a, a camera that shoots at 2,000 frames per second. Regular video at this point in the digital age is 60 frames per second. An iPhone if you're using the slow-mo feature, we'll shoot at 200 frames per second. So this is 10 times that. And it's infrared and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It can, it can see things that the human eye can't see. So it's state-of-the-art. Everything that they bring in is state-of-the-art. I've made my point there. And I'll get into more of the stuff as, as we go. But I bring up the camera guy because one of his primary things was to look at the triangle area. So we've, we've talked about the Mesa and the drilling into it, because another thing about the Mesa, if you, if you watch the show, is that there's been all these reports of things flying in and out of it and not through like an entryway. If there was an entryway, they could just go in, but literally just like through it. And that's been the thing of legend uh, of the Native Americans that live on that land and live near it. And Things that uh, Robert Bigelow's group of people uh, have reported when Robert Bigelow owned the ranch and was working with the government and studying it. And he got so creeped out that he, he, he just sold it. They talked about shit flying in and out of the Mesa. And in this season, we actually see something fly in and out of the Mesa. They actually see it from a helicopter. Is it fake? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying that there's a fucking gray alien piloting this thing, but I don't think it's a special effect. But getting to the triangle area, that is the area, and it's right next to the Mesa, where somewhere in the sky between like 300 feet and 15,000 feet, there is some crazy anomaly that's always happening. It throws off their helicopters, like they fly a helicopter up above it, and then the helicopter is detecting that there's something right underneath it. It's The GPS is going crazy. They're launching weather balloons in there, and their GPS isn't giving back all this crazy data. They shoot rockets into this area all the time, all the time, through all the seasons. And, and this season is like Rocket Festival 2023 when they recorded it, they're, they're shooting rockets into it all the time. And the rockets always, they bounce off something invisible or they blow up, they veer off course. So they do a bunch of rocket experiments this season. And one of them, a couple of them are recorded by this dude with his 2000 frames per second camera. And what he gets on video at 2000 frames per second 
is something that is literally not visible to the human eye because we watch them shoot this rocket up at night and then it like hits something, it redirects. Then they go back and look at it through the night vision super camera and you can actually see this amorphous blob sitting in the sky that the rocket hits it like so you every time through the previous seasons we've seen them shoot rockets and stuff up and they hit something you, you know it just looks like they veer off of course we actually but only through this crazy camera see something there this blob and they refer to it as a blob throughout the course of the season there is literally something in the sky causing all this shit like there's a i guess what you would call physical presence of some sort in another experiment that they do where they look back at super slow-mo they they bring a guy up on this crane thing and and he shoots a flamethrower and again finest flamethrowerist in the world i don't i don't he, he is highly qualified i don't know if, if he's won any championships or anything but he shoots this flamethrower right at the thing and they look, you know, in real time, we're watching. We can see it on the show. It's like, okay, it's cool. This guy's shooting off a flamethrower. But when they look back in slow motion, you can see the flames, like, open up as if there was something that was redirecting the flames above and the flames below this blob, right? Now, here is where I, something that I think lends credibility to the show. They get all excited about it. And then Travis Taylor, the head scientist on, on the, <clears throat> excuse me, on the uh, show also worked for the, uh, UAPTF, the, uh, uh, what is it? These acronyms, unidentified aerial phenomenon task force. And, uh, he did that during the time that he was investigating Skinwalker Ranch on this TV show, and he didn't tell them because it was top secret. And upon uh, leaving that group, he, he has retired as of the beginning of the season, and now he can reveal that. And he has to tell all the dudes at the beginning of the season like why he didn't tell them that he was like working for the government this whole time during the the previous seasons and it's like this awkward uh, moment that starts the show and i i remember talking about some uh, ufo stuff many many months ago and before the the season had come out and his name was listed on it and i was like wait a second is this new or was he working for this when he was doing the skinwalker ranch thing well he was and it wasn't public and you know, once it became public, he had to uh, face the music, but everyone was cool with it. Like they, they understood and all that, but uh, he, he was working for the UAP task force and uh, he isn't now he's a civilian. So he's, you know, focused on Skinwalker Ranch. But my point is this, what he says about the flamethrower is very interesting because he kind of uh, just writes it off as this certain type of atmospheric um, 
anomaly that happens with flames in certain wind conditions and things. And he's like, yeah, that, and he, I forget exactly what the, the name he uses is because I'm, I'm, I'm not a scientist, I'm a moron. But what he explains is that's probably a natural occurrence. Like that doesn't really indicate the blob the way the other things do, like the rockets that just veer off course and all that stuff. He's like, this I think is explainable, or it could be. It could be the blob, sure, but more likely it's this other thing because I've seen that. Like that's a known thing. And to me, the fact that they don't try to embellish the flamethrower experiment speaks to some credibility like as a scientist that they could have just not shown it but like you got to show it because it's fucking cool and they give you a little suspense with it like oh my god look uh, even the flamethrower is 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 hitting the blob and he's like I, I don't think that's what it is like how often on something like ghost hunters or whatever do they ever do that yeah you know what i don't think that was a ghost i think that was just someone dropped uh some camera equipment in the other room it's never that. It's always a ghost. Even if you hear the goddamn person say, I'm sorry, just drop some camera equipment. The ghost dropped some camera equipment. That's what it's like on most shows. And this one, plenty of times where they've ruled things out as now that's just natural. And this was one of them. So those are some things that I, I, I feel like lend themselves to the idea that the show is a credible thing. It's a credible endeavor, honest, looking for answers, scientific, and so forth. And I will get into some more of the things that happened on the show that were super cool to me. And, you know, if nothing else interesting and maybe just for the sake of entertainment. But we'll get into that. I want to turn uh, the narrative a little bit to make some wild accusations and talk about why the show is nothing but a, a bunch of bullshit. Not really that, but let's turn to some of the the debate around the show's credibility. And one of the main things, I talked about this at the beginning, is the fact that as the show gained popularity, they started up this website and you have to pay, is it 12? I think it's like, it's like between 10 and 12 bucks a month for this thing. It's like as much as a, as a streaming service, not Netflix, but like, you know, Paramount or whatever for access to Skinwalker Ranch. For what? So you, you watch uh, secret interviews with these guys? Well, I, as I said, became a member for a short period of time so that I get a membership card and the brochure and full access to their website. Now, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you every single thing that's on it because, to be honest, there's a shit ton of stuff on it. I was actually very impressed. But... To be fair, there are people who say, you know, Brandon Fugel is a multimillionaire. You know, this is not this is not a stupid man. This is a man who knows how to make a buck. So he bought Skinwalker Ranch and turned it into a television amusement park to capitalize on the UFO craze. And it's really not uh, his scientific curiosity. It's just a fucking TV show. I mean, they do use all of the reality show tropes, the dramatic music, the bad cuts to reaction shots that clearly weren't at the time of the event that they're shooting. 
I mean, that happens all the time. Some guy, oh my God, that's amazing. And then you cut to some guy just like with his eyes wide open going, yeah, I, I've, I've never see, seen anything like that. And so, well, that, this isn't, like the lighting doesn't even match up. That happens. That is obviously, obviously for the sheer sake of entertainment. We, our friend, uh, great friend of the show, Greg Hawkins, was featured, his bar was featured on an episode of Bar Rescue for Spike TV. And he was one of the first guests on this podcast in like 2015. By the way, poptalkandaliens.com has every episode of the show from the beginning of time, if you want to check that out. But he talked a lot about how those reality shows work and how those things happen. And sometimes they even have like, I remember him telling me, I believe this was on the podcast, that like he had to like redo something in, again. And it was real the first time. And then later when he did it, it, it was just a reenactment of something that happened. Anyway, that kind of stuff is riddled the show is riddled with that however in terms of the website there's a couple of uh i'm gonna flip back to the defense now i don't think i need to keep telling you what i'm doing you you you're not an idiot by the way again you know thank you for listening and i just want to tell you that you look wonderful i assume that all of you look wonderful um Brandon Fugel, is he making money off of Skinwalker Ranch? Clearly, yes. Does that mean that it's not uh, a true scientific endeavor and that he really wants to get to the bottom of what's going on there and find out what's in that fucking mesa? It does not mean that he doesn't want that also. But, you know, this guy's a millionaire. He, He can do something that he's genuinely interested in and... Be savvy enough to make some extra money on the side. You might say, how much money is he really making on these fucking websites? Well, it's not just that. Although, again, excuse me. um, It's not just that he's making money from the website. Although, I don't know how many people are signed up to that. But you add up 10 bucks a month. If if you're getting a shit ton of people to sign up for that thing, it's, it's not... That's nothing to sneeze at. That's a lot of money. But they also do these convention things all the time now. The guys from the ranch, they show up at at these UFO conventions and these paranormal conventions and whatever all the time. Those things pay massively. So there is a lot of extra money flowing into their operation because of the popularity of the show. Fine. But what do you get for your 10, 11, 12 bucks a month? Well, like I said, you get a membership card. You get a, do some ASMR here. You get a brochure. And the brochure tells you, and I'll take you through a little bit on the website. You get a never before release video footage. Uh, light pillars and luminous phenomena. Disturbing and anomalous audio, and I'll get into that more in a second. I'll actually play you some. Uh, Infrasonic and frequency data, access to confidential historical investigative research, Uh, meaning, again, because I'm I'm 
taking you through the brochure, but I've looked at the website. Uh, they actually do have a lot of data from the Robert Bigelow time at the ranch. So there's, there's things that uh, were discovered and documented and experimented on prior to the TV show and Brandon Fugel and all of that that is available on the website. Now, not only that, you can watch all of their live cameras in real time, 24 hours a day. And to be very honest, like it, it's creepy and cool. And they have a whole system, this, this live chat system where you, if you see anything, just like you, the observer, you, the, you, you know, you're, you're paying us and you can work for us at the same time and you can be amateur scientist or you can be, if you're a real scientist, you can monitor this stuff. And then they have like a spreadsheet where the live chat can say like, oh, dude, uh, at 2154, 37, I saw something fly over the Mesa. And then they'll log that in this little spreadsheet on the website. And then you can look at what other people have logged and you can, you can look at all this stuff. And then they have 3D LIDAR maps of the ranch. And you can look at all of this scientific data that fucking I don't understand. But I mean, I can kind of get an idea of it just because I've seen the show and it's been explained what some of this stuff is. You can look at this in like real time and you can move it around and you can zoom in and zoom out. And then there's tons and tons of spreadsheets you can read. So like if you are scientifically inclined this would be a phenomenally interesting resource because they have tons of this stuff on there there's tons of research if i wanted to write a book on skinwalker ranch i could just use this as a, as a resource just this and for me it's way above my head i, I don't understand a lot of it most of it. Um, I certainly didn't read through all of it because again, like I said, there's a shit ton. So you are paying for access to deep stats on, on this. It's basically like if you were subscribing, if you're a baseball fan and you were subscribed to some advanced stat website where you could look at a home run in a 3d space and see exactly the trajectory and the wind and all that stuff. And if you were into that, it would it would be fantastic if you're a casual baseball fan you know a month of a trial is fine especially if they give you a membership card with your name on it and a brochure but the live cameras the live cameras i have to tell you if that was like if it was like if you could do like a special membership where it was like just two dollars a month and but you all you get is the live cameras and not you don't get access to any of the other research they've done or any of that stuff I would fork that over every month because I'm looking right now, ladies and gentlemen, at four different live cameras of Skinwalker Ranch. It's uh, nighttime. And they have audio too. And the audio, well, take a listen. This is what's happening right now uh, in terms of audio at Skinwalker Ranch. So that's what's happening right now. Skinwalker Ranch is what it sounds like. 
Uh, I don't want to play too much because, you know, I, I'm, I'm an honest guy. I don't want to breach the terms of service or whatever. But the to be honest, I, I, I've, I've had that on in the background this whole time. I, I find it to be uh, somewhat uh, creepy, but also cool, like a lo-fi, chill, relaxation sounds. The howling winds of Skinwalker Ranch. Hey, Brandon Fugel, I thought of more ways that you can make money. Release uh, uh, sleep sounds of Skinwalker. It's crazy, though. Like, I've heard coyotes and things like that. But again, like I said, there's a live chat going on where people are talking about what they're seeing and then just talking Skinwalker and all that. But it's not only that and and then all the, the scientific data. They also have, like, every piece of equipment that's been used on that show you can... You can see what it looks like. You can see what it does. You can see like who makes it, how to get it. Every single thing is is in there. And and when you put all this together, it's like they're almost kind of crowdsourcing additional research on this ranch. And you can look at that as, yeah, but it costs you, you know, $10. But you could look at it as, look, man, I am fucking fascinated by this and I want to study it myself. And uh, when I go on that website, look, you want soil samples? You got it. You want uh, reflexivity data? Boom. There you go. You want LIDAR data in 3D space to look at, play around with? Stretch and zoom? You got it. It's on us. Well, it's on you, but... You know, they, they are providing it. It is robust, that website. It is it is very, very robust. So it, it's not for like just, you're, I'm a fan of the show. and You want $10 for me just to watch you guys do live streams? I mean, to be honest, to be fair, live streams and Q&A so you can chat in a question to uh, Dragon, the security guy. <laughs> yes, there. <laughs> The live streams, my friends, are legion. There's tons of that stuff. But I thought that's like all it was going to be for $10 a month. Now, look, to you, $10 a month may be nothing. But it, either way, it's like just comparatively to what you might get from paying, like I said, you know, $10 for Paramount Plus. So you're, you're getting a lot more entertainment. But this thing... It, it's geared towards the special interest. It's not really geared towards like, I just, I love the show and I just want to see more. You get that, but you're, you're, that's not really the main purpose of it. It's like a scientific thing. And it's, it's very impressive, to be honest. Is it worth $10 a month? I mean, look, if this was like the Roswell website, the official roswell research website and like that investigation was still going on and stuff and it had this much stuff i'd probably be paying 10 bucks a month to to be in on that because like that fascinates me that's like actual aliens we don't know what what is going on at skinwalker if it's aliens or paranormal or time travel or you know anything we we, we don't know yet but i would suggest that they are probably not making a shit ton of money off this website based on the amount of stuff in it 
the amount of server space it's going to take to do all these live streams and all this data and all these things there. And the fact that they are kind of catering to a pretty specific group of people and not just, oh, I love the show, so I'm a member. Anyway, moving on uh, from the website. Do you have any other questions about the website that I, well, I mean, I don't know if you do, but can I anticipate any other ones? Uh, VIP experience at special events. So if you do go to one of their conventions, you, you get treated special. Uh, what else does it say on this thing? Uh, we have presented an abundance of independent, verifiable evidence regarding activity at Skinwalker Ranch, including witness testimony and accounts going back nearly 100 years. This includes the former deputy sheriff who responded to incidents on the ranch in the 1980s. Behind the scenes, never before released data, uh, electromagnetic, electromagnetic anomalies, scientific platforms, uh, LIDAR, light, radar that uses light. Um, which is featured extensively in, in the season. I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's a good deal if you're into that stuff, but let's, uh, let's move on from the website experience. I, I feel like that was important to talk about, though, because it is a, point, a bone of contention for a lot of people. And from my experience in preparing for the show, looking at Reddit and things like that, those people have not been to this website because they all just talk about it like it's this frivolous thing. And it isn't. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of stuff there, and I, you know, I, I feel like I'm defending the show probably 98% of the time. Uh, I feel like it also speaks to the credibility of the show that, that you can go look at all that stuff to that deep of detail that you know stuff going back a, a hundred years and and research that was done by the previous owner and that it's all transparently available there. That's not something you're going to find from ghost hunters or UFO hunters, which was on History Channel, of course. That, that show, I've talked about it many times, another guilty pleasure of mine, but I mean, for God's sake, uh, the, the, the stuff that was thrown out on that show without even, without even the disclaimer of ancient astronaut theorists suggest was staggering. And there's also the idea that someone like Travis Taylor, you know, he's he's been praised for his work in UFOs and, and his candor, but he's also been called a History Channel scientist. You know, he's been on a lot of those shows. He's written science fiction novels. But, I mean, he was on the UAP task force, and he is a, a massively qualified astrophysicist. And I don't know that he wants to year after year just go to this ranch to be a character on this TV show, you know, even with the addition of a, of, of a more human element when he has to explain at the picnic table at the command center to the boys that he was working for the government this whole time, but that it didn't affect his, his research. So I, I don't know. Yeah, you, know, you, you can slice that up and, and come out on whatever side of it you want. And that's fine. You're welcome to and, and you have a right to. But for me, I, I, I don't really think anything aside from 
so far the presentation of the show in terms of what I talked about, the dramatic music and the cutaways and all that stuff. I don't feel like any of this is indicative of some sort of P.T. Barnum three ring circus where come see Rabbit Man and then you go see Rabbit Man and it's half rabbit, half rabbit. I feel like I, I, I feel like we are we are getting to see at least the exploration of the possibility of actual Rabbit Man, and that actual Rabbit Man in this case being the Skinwalker, the creature, or ghost, or whatever the fuck it is that uh, that haunts that place, as you know, as well as all the UFO stuff. Because in this season, they find these animal bones that are like. It, they are completely clean of any sort of remains or anything and 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 they 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 take them to again like this specialist on 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 animals and animal anatomy who says like yeah um coyotes aren't capable of this type of thing not exactly sure what that is and then they see like these burn marks in trees and they and they they have this native american guy come and and he says and and by the way th those guys they will never say skinwalker they 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 don't even like going there and they won't say that word and they won't re even refer to the thing but he, he suggests that the these weird scorch marks that they see on trees are consistent with legend about uh you know that that shall not be named in his case. So there's a little of that that goes on uh, while they are doing the larger experience. Did my voice just crack? It did. I'm not editing this. I'm just going like we're live. Uh, I'm not ashamed. I mean, I am inside, but I'm going to keep going. While they're doing the larger experiments with the rockets and the, the, the guy drilling for a month and everything, they also bring in, speaking of Native Americans, they bring in a group to do a, a song, basically, a, a group of Native Americans who perform and, and get together and do these singing and drumming rituals that trigger a frequency that the ranch often responds to, it has in, in previous seasons. It creates the signal and it responds to the signal. And when I say respond, I mean temperatures change in different parts of the ranch um infrared shows that like heat centers around this particular uh petroglyph part of the of the ranch that that native americans made you know hundreds of years ago on this place there's like this swirl pattern in the rocks and that area changes temperatures when certain frequencies are triggered so they bring in this group of native americans to perform this ritual and when they do immediately they're looking at all their their uh, infrared equipment and everything and they're seeing like massive changes in in the temperature of these certain areas of the ranch it's like it this these frequencies are lighting this thing up they did a similar experiment in uh, a previous season where they brought a rabbi to read this like poem that summons spirits. 
and they recorded him doing it and they blasted it out on this PA and it was the same same type of thing. So as they talk about on the show a lot, repeatability is a is a big thing in science, obviously. And they are able to repeat these crazy responses from the ranch by doing different things that have the same result, you know, and in this case, sound frequencies. And what happens when, when these guys are doing this thing, they're banging on these drums and they're singing this song and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's really cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, speaking of the skinwalker, they, they see, we, we don't see it on camera. So clearly it's fake. Uh, they see this, uh, like they see a shadowy figure, like kind of darting in and out of the rocks because they're, they're right by the mesa. And they stop and, and they, they, they call the guys over and they say, like you, you said to tell, and they're freaked out. Like legitimately, you could tell that these guys are not comfortable. And they're, they're like, uh, you told us to tell you if we spotted anything we, we, we did up there in, in the rocks, there was like, you know, a, a figure of some sort that shadows and things were moving and it was, it was, it was kind of creepy. So, you know, we, 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 we stopped playing. And then uh, Dragon, the uh, head security guy, and uh, Thomas Winterton go running into the to the rocks to check it out. Um, they 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 don't see anything, but again, you know the music has stopped. The performance of this uh, ritualistic um, drum song, they've they stopped doing that, so they they don't see anything there, but these guys clearly did see something because they are way uncomfortable and they go and they they're talking to travis taylor and everybody and 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 you know yeah yeah i mean it's definitely we saw this and this guy's yeah it was over here it was right where you guys were looking but yeah it's not it's, it's not there anymore but that's where it was and uh uh dragon says if you, if, by the way, you know, I, I say his name, every time I say the dragon, I say it with this sort of sarcastic edge, but the guy is the nicest fucking gentleman uh, on that show. He, he's always so polite and courteous to everyone that, that like visits the ranch and stuff. These guys, he says, listen, you know, I, if you don't want to continue, we totally understand. And they're, he's so polite about it, but they immediately, they're like, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we don't want to continue. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're good. And they haul ass out of there. They're, they're nothing to do with, they want nothing more to do with the ranch responding. So just to take you through a, a bit more of, more of the, the interesting things that transpired on the season, if you didn't see it, and if you did see it, a trip down memory lane. Uh, one of the episodes, Travis Taylor brings a guy in that worked with him on the UAP task force and had also worked on Skinwalker Ranch during the Robert Bigelow era. NIDS is, is the, the name of, of his particular experiment with the, when he was working with the government, Robert Bigelow. And this guy, like I talked about on the last episode of this podcast, not the very last episode, but the, the last Skinwalker Ranch episode, it's only been one, but on that episode, I talked about 
that there's a thing called the hitchhiker effect that is commonly referred to by people who have visited Skinwalker Ranch. Some people don't experience at all. George Knapp being one of those people, he's been to Skinwalker Ranch. He's like, I, I'm very familiar with what it is. Never happened to me. And he spent the night there once. Uh, but a lot of people have said, and this is one of the things that Robert Bigelow claims was one of the reasons he, he sold it. That there's a creepiness that fucking leaves with you when you leave the ranch and it stays, it hitchhikes home with you and it fucking doesn't go away for a long period of time. And a, a lot of people have, even prior to this TV show, people have taught, that's been a thing that's regularly been talked about in association with the ranch. And so this guy that worked on the UAP task force with Travis Taylor comes back. And again, like I said, he worked for Bigelow. He was there before. And he he's not like down with the ranch. He doesn't get along with it. He had like hitchhiker effect happen to him. And so he's kind of uncomfortable just even coming back there. And he's walking them through these areas of the ranch and talking about that there was a time when they were, he was working for Bigelow and he was with these other guys where they were, they were going over to this, this area and they were like frozen in fear, all of them. Like they, they just could not go any further. They were, they were like paralyzed. Like they all had, they were all stricken with anxiety attacks at the same time in the same place. And they were like, yeah, let's get, let's get the fuck out of here. And so they do this experiment where they have this guy in a, in a, in a truck drive, not by himself. Like he's in a truck, somebody else is driving and he goes through that area that they, that he experienced all this fear in and they have tra GPS trackers on the truck. And then they have another truck with, I think Travis Taylor's in it or, you know, dragon or somebody following him going the same exact route also GPS tracked. And then they look at the GPS tracker data after, and it shows the, the guy's car, the, the, the guy who worked for Bigelow, the GPS shows that he apparently, you know, according to the GPS went into the ground and like traveled through the ground and into the Mesa and then back up onto the road. Whereas the other truck, the GPS data looks exactly as it should. It just went down this road, turned here, turned there, came back. But this guy apparently went into the ground and out. And I, I, again, this is, this is a guy who experienced this hitchhiker effect. The other people have not experienced it. And uh, what does that mean? They don't know. I don't know. Maybe you do. Probably you don't. It is still a mystery. And there has been... A lot of that uh, GPS showing shit going into the ground and then coming back up when it clearly didn't do that, at least as far as a human being can see. But wouldn't it be crazy if like that was the hitchhiker was that somehow you actually get sucked into the Mesa for a little bit and it like corrupts your soul or whatever? I don't know. They never talked about corrupting soul. Uh, they didn't suggest a, a actual physical thing that may have happened, but the, the drones do that. There are drones that, you know, by the world famous flying dronesmen or whatever they're called, 
that I mentioned earlier, when they have, when they fly drones around that uh, amorphous blob area in the triangle, some of the drones go fucking crazy. Some of them maintain formation, some of them go crazy. And the guys are always telling Travis Taylor and everybody else, uh, Eric, the, the head supervisor, the head scientist guy the, who leads the uh, command center, they're, they're telling him, like, dude, this never happens. Like once in a while, a, a, a drone's battery is fucked up and it like falls. And that's rare. And it's something that we can easily diagnose that like, yeah, this one was defective. But even that is so rare because we, we check them all meticulously before we send them up into the sky. And we've done that here. And they do it a couple of times on the show. And both times, like the drones start getting out of formation and swaying and stuff. And then they look at GPS data and it's like, oh, this one apparently flew into the ground and back up. That kind of stuff has happened in previous seasons too. And sort of the... The uh, creme de la creme of that type of activity is when they bring in this LIDAR guy. Again, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I, I, I had to read up on what LIDAR is, but it's essentially radar that uses light and it can measure distances in ways that ground penetrating radar can't. It can sort of map out areas. And what this guy sees, and I looked him up, and guess what? Top of the list in LiDAR experts. But real quickly before I, I get into that, because I'm actually going to just play you a clip of the show so you can just hear it straight from the, the, the horse's mouth. Travis Taylor, describe this whole thing. Uh, I do have to tell you again, this ties in. Earlier in the season, in another episode, they see, as I, I did mention this earlier in the show, but they see an orb. And, and we see it, they capture it on camera, an orb, a little ball of light, come out of the mesa, fly around and go right back into it. No entry or exit point, no hole, no door, no, no nothing. It just flies out of the fucking thing and then flies right back into it, which goes hand in hand with the GPS readings of a guy going inside the fucking ground and coming back out when he, he didn't. As does uh, this LiDAR scan that I'm going to just let you listen to the show. And, and again, forgive. Well, and I need to forgive me. I didn't do it. But the dramatic music, I mean, it's just so overwhelmingly ridiculous that I, again, I, I can see people that say this is just sensationalism. You know, you're not doing yourself any favors when you've got the kind of music that you're about to hear going through the entire fucking show. It doesn't help and it's not needed, but it is the reality show blueprint, regardless of whether it is reality or a reality show. So let me just give you because Travis Taylor in this clip is going to describe, you see this and you see that. What they are looking at is a LiDAR scan of the ranch. And there's like three different slides. And so what it looks like is basically just like, you know, a, a Rorschach test. It's just different colors. And that's measuring like the distance of objects using light. And 
then it's showing uh, pathways, like lines of the rocket's trajectory. And, and it's all in this sort of, you know, coloring book sort of scan. So that's what he's referencing. And, you know, I, I'll just let the man explain the rest himself with just the most over-the-top music going on underneath it. And that brings us to the data, which is the most detailed, scientifically instrumented experiment, I think, that we've done with high-level scientific equipment. And that's the thing that really excites me about this particular measurement. So this is one of the most fascinating uh, pieces of data so far in the nearly four years that I've been coming out to the ranch. And, and so I'm really excited about what we got from this. Go on to the next slide, Eric. So here's the data. This is straight from the LIDAR. So look at some of this area here. You can see this is the road that makes the triangle, and the triangle looks about like, like this, right? Now, as you notice, there's a, a black spot here. So black is no data returned at all. That is a shadow of something you would think, but of what? How can there be a spot right here where the drone is literally right here moving back and forth? making this measurement, shining the laser at the ground, the beam should hit the ground, bounce off of the dirt, come right back up to the drone, and paint just like it painted the rest of the area. That should be filled in. Right. So it's really odd what that is. Eric, uh, you can go to the next one. Now, if the LIDAR's going, the rocket goes up, what you should see is one line uh, getting painted of the rocket going up, and that's what we expected to see. And so when we go back and look at the data, you see multiple paths that look like you're looking at the rocket through a bunch of mirrors and it creates an arc uh, that's kind of going around this anomaly. How could that be possible? What are we seeing? Something is bending the light, making it think that there are multiple rockets being launched in different locations. And I got thinking, well, what on earth could do that? All right, next slide, Eric. So are we seeing a wormhole or portal? Now, if it is a portal, what would that look like? Well, if you think about the typical Einstein rosin bridge that uh, uh, what, what a wormhole is, you have normal space and there's a hole literally in that that connects us to another part of space that moves through elsewhere. And they're really far apart, but somehow you connect them through what looks like two funnels stuck together at the, at the throats of each funnel and you would travel through it making the distance shorter. So. There's a clear anomaly in the LiDAR data. There's something strange going on. Absolutely something Absolutely strange. unexplained. Right. Is it possible that the strange void Jim Royston and the Omnitech team detected with their LiDAR really is an image of a wormhole above the triangle? I, I, don't, I don't know, Travis. Is it possible? They don't conclude that. But that is why you have seasons. And that's why you drag it out, as many people have suggested. Um, one other thing to mention that went on in the show is they had another expert, yeah, top of the list, all that stuff, yes, who uh, used a, a weather balloon to sort of, to do ground penetrating radar from the air. And it's like this dude's own, it's called Lunason. It's, it's, it's his own like technology. It's like his own company and it's all these investors in it. So again, it's like, you know, this guy's putting his name on the line, you know? So he's got a big company. He's a startup 
big scientific thing. I don't know if you if you want to go on some show that you know is just a bunch of bullshit. But yeah, maybe they just sold him on how real it is. But the point is this. His conclusion is, and I think this is like the very last thing you see on the show, there's two things. One is that there is some sort of uh, a time shift when the balloon goes over a certain area of the ranch. And it's, you know, it's like, I mean, infinitesimal almost, but it piques Travis Taylor's uh, curiosity. And he's like, you know, that, that kind of time distortion doesn't even exist anywhere on earth. And uh, I, when I was getting ready to do this episode and I was looking at different people's opinions about this show, there, there was this Reddit thread where these people were critiquing the idea that there was any sort of time distortion and saying it was probably just the equipment or something like that. And they were getting deep into the math of it. And again, this is Reddit. I don't know what these people's bona fides are to talk deep math science. You know, it's hard to tell when someone's username is objective penalty 991, like what their uh, fucking background is. But what interested me about it was that they were all saying that the show is a bunch of bullshit, but they were all arguing on each other's math, which I thought, I wish I knew who these people were so that I could kind of compare their resumes to the resume of the guy who runs this company Lunason that did this ground penetrating radar from the air experiment. But they don't go that far with the time thing. That's sort of just a like, okay, please note that for future reference. What the big revelation is from this guy's ground penetrating radar balloon. God, how dare I do an episode of Pop Talking Aliens without saying the word balloon? Um, but in this case, actually a balloon. This thing, through its ability to get a 3D ground penetrating radar visual from the sky, this guy comes to the conclusion and shows it in, the, in his data, in his 3D map, that took takes, by the way, it takes like four episodes for him to do the thing and then to come back with the results. Another one of those, oh, they're dragging it out. But like, no, dude, it, it, you don't, it's not just, he didn't just take a picture with his iPhone and he just needs to email it to you real quick, fucking text it to you. No, he's, he's got to process massive amounts of, of information. The conclusion is inside the Mesa, he shows it tunnels or these, these, these blobs, different sizes, these the hundreds of, of yards in, in different places of metallic tunnels. Voids is the, is the word he uses. And they, and, they, and they talk about that being tunnels. Metallic. And some, obviously some sort of metal that you cannot drill through with the best drills in all the lands. You can't get through it. And that's where they sort of leave it for, for next season is that now they have to explore again, how to get into that fucking mountain. And, you know, maybe at this point, dynamite, really, maybe just a little bit of dynamite, maybe you, you, you drop it from the sky so that nobody's around 
to have their their head explode or anything. I don't know. We'll, we will we will see what happens. Uh, but that was the most fascinating thing to me. Those, those last couple of things. I mean, the the and and the the two thousand frames per second camera with the rocket. Now you you can hear me talking. That you can tell that like I'm I'm a fan, a believer, uh, a shill for the show. You know, I believe every fucking word of it. Obviously, look. In my estimation, it's hard for me to believe that History Channel is going to shell out the money to get the types of people that they're getting. Like that drone company, like they're not coming cheap. They're not coming for free to do all this work when they could just put a show out like UFO Hunters again and just make it better, make it so that it's not making the claim in one half of an hour that this episode of UFO Hunters is irrefutable proof that Area 51 contains uh, several alien species. There's a lot of Hitler. There's a lot of pyramids and there's a shit ton of UFOs these days that they could be making shows about for a lot less money. And 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 you know, get the same type of ratings, I'm sure, but time will tell. If you already have an opinion and and you're just not into the Skinwalker Ranch and you you don't believe it, it's just a, a multimillionaire pulling the wool over our eyes, that's fine. I'm Again, I'm not the sharpest tool. I am easily entertained by certain things. Certain things I don't entertain me at all that don't entertain other people. But there, you know, obviously, like if you've listened to the show, you you know that I am uh, easy on Star Wars uh, relatively to to many other people. Modern day Star Wars, you know, Disney Star Wars. So yeah, you know, maybe it's just me being a fucking buffoon, but. Yeah, I, I just tend to think there's too much credibility by people that are participating in this show that it's just this, again, you know, three ring circus with the, the half rabbit, half rabbit thing going on. But we'll let you decide what you think of Skinwalker Ranch. If you want to sign up for their membership, it's uh, um, skinwalker-ranch.com. I'm looking at my card here. This is a membership card, not a credit card. Use of this card is subject to the terms and conditions of Skinwalker Ranch Insider membership, non-transferable. Which you know, I mean, are you? You're not going to fucking pass off as William Clear on a card that has no picture on it. So obviously, if you tried to use this card to do whatever it does, you would be turned away and uh, subject to arrest. All right, so that 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 is the end of the Skinwalker Ranch uh, portion of the show. Well, there's no other portion. I'm just going to tell you the the story of why it turns out no no joke is original, no matter how original you feel like it is, or that I feel like it is. But uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you if you have been subscribing for five minutes, or five years, or nine years. I really appreciate you, honestly. And I got a bunch of more episodes. In the wings, waiting. Japanese suicide forest. Going to talk about uh, the Star Trek movies, the OG movies. To get a whole episode just talking about those, rating them, ranking them, in my opinion, all that stuff. Um, Bernie Toppin episode in the near future. 
and eventually going to get to some some Star Wars stuff. I, I did get asked by more people than I would have thought about uh, wrapping up uh, the Ahsoka reviews. Um, Charlie Crabtree and I reviewed that show a couple times during the season, but we didn't do a, a, a final. And I, I can't speak for him, but I, I, I do believe that it, I think I said this before on the show, but I, I, I do believe that it was because we we felt kind of underwhelmed by it. I mean, I didn't hate it. I liked it overall, but I, I just thought it kind of like stumbled a lot at the end. But Bad Batch season three is about to start and probably has started by the time you hear this. There'll always be Star Wars around here. Star Wars is always welcome here. But I had to take a break from the fandom and all that, especially after Ahsoka. That That's what my thing was. I just couldn't. I had to just unplug from the Star Wars fandom. And to, to the point where I didn't even know the Bad Batch was about to start until it was like the day of or the day before. Anyway, don't, don't need to get on a Star Wars tangent. Thank you for listening. And, and here is my, my little, little anecdote about unoriginal jokes. Uh, in the 90s, there was this outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals named Jim Edmonds. And Jim Edmonds was on ESPN Sports Center highlights like every fucking night, making a diving catch in the outfield. And, you know, the social media was not around then. The internet was, but if social media existed then, you even if you didn't follow sports accounts and stuff, if you were looking at your Instagram or your YouTube feed or whatever, you'd see like Jim Edmonds, incredible catch, Jim Edmonds, incredible catch. It was all over the place. Friends of mine and I, who are, you know, big baseball fans and watch the entire game, not just what the ball's doing, but, you know, if you're that type of fan, you know what I'm talking about. We could tell that the reason Jim Edmonds was making these crazy diving catches was not because he was getting to balls that normally somebody else wouldn't. It was because he got horrible jumps from the ball hitting the bat. Like, he did not... Most outfielders in the major leagues... Once a ball is hit, as soon as it's hit and it starts to rise, they can start creating in their mind the trajectory of the ball, the speed of the ball, where they need to be, how they need, what route they need to take, get there and make the catch, you know, running or standing under it, in some cases diving. Jim Edmonds had to dive all the time. Why? Because he was always fucking late. He didn't know what exactly where the ball was going right away. But he had amazing closing speed so he could make up for his mistakes and make it look spectacular. It got to the point where Ken Griffey Jr., who was, you know, one of the biggest stars of the time, so the legend goes, and I believe this to be true, uh, actually called ESPN and told them, can you please stop showing Jim Edmonds making all these catches because he's really just not a good outfielder. You know, if that was me, I'd be standing underneath every one of those fly balls waiting for them because I would have gotten there before the ball. And not just because, you know, he was faster, but just because he was a good outfielder. Anyway, my friends and I started calling that. And anytime a player would do something like that, you know, like make up for a bad play with something that looked artificially spectacular, we used to call it Jim Edmonds' disease. Now, that is a very specific joke. You wouldn't think that anybody else came up with that. But lo and behold, several years after, you know, we just kind of, he retired and we stopped talking about it. I looked up on Google in quotes so that I would get an exact match. I looked up Jim Edmonds' disease. And sure enough, one result. On some 
St. Louis Cardinals message board from the 90s. Somebody posted, uh, yeah, there's a thing called Derek Jeter syndrome. No, I've never heard of that. Derek Jeter syndrome or Jim Edmonds disease where the player compensates for initially making a bad play with a spectacular play that then makes all the highlights. And I thought, I cannot fucking believe that something that specific was also thought of by somebody else. But it goes to show you that the old adage is true, ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing new under the sun. Uh, even this podcast episode, which I am claiming is the new latest episode, probably exists somewhere else, maybe in St. Louis, or will exist in the future. Again, why? Wormhole. Cue the hot chick. Pop Talk and Aliens, the William Clear Podcast.